Under the Radar, bringing movies and people together, one frame at a time. Hey guys, I'm Randy Younger, and it's another episode of Under the Radar, bringing movies and people together, one frame at a time. And uh, as always, I have a wonderful power couple with me tonight. Welcome back to the show, Rachel Kolb. Great to be here. <laughs> and Eric Godfrey. Hello, sir. Hello. Good to see you guys. It's been a while, but uh, we're back in style. And <laughs> had to quote uh, Alvin and Chipmunks. So... <laughs> First off, I just wanted to um, mention how great this past weekend was for me particularly, um, and I, I'm assuming for you guys as well. But for me, uh, at the Cinema Arts Center in Huntington, Long Island, uh, they had a zombie movie marathon, which was one of the greatest nights of my life. It, it started at 8 p.m. and ended until uh, it ended around five in the morning. And, wow. Yeah, and I, the turnout was actually pretty great there was maybe close to 100 people in the auditorium and most of them stayed for all five films wow. yeah so here's the lineup it was uh, army of darkness celebrating its 30th anniversary good choice uh, friday 13th part 7 the new blood um, okay and that was celebrating its 35th anniversary and this next film uh is was amazing i mean i was blown away but uh reanimator i don't know if you guys have seen it <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen it but i know of it it's ridiculous it's basically like a modern day frankenstein story mm-hmm. uh basically like a like a, a crazy scientist who's basically cheating death by creating a serum to inject into to dead uh bodies to reanimate them Mm-hmm. And um, it was hilarious. It was disgusting. Some of the best practical effects I've seen. Uh, it's from 1985, the year I was born. And uh, yeah, it was just a, a really a really fun ride. So I, I highly recommend Reanimator, guys. Awesome. Uh, and then the last two films uh, were Night of the Living Dead from 1990, directed by Tom Savini. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, I remember seeing it in, in on cable when I was a little kid, and it freaked me out then. And <laughs> it, it definitely holds up now. And Tony Todd stars in it, and it's just fantastic. And oh, yeah. Rounding out things was uh, The Gates of Hell, which was a... I wasn't really familiar with this zombie film, but uh, it, it kind of closed things uh, out nicely. Uh, I did doze off towards that one. So, But, you know, again, it was <laughs> close to five in the morning. But um, Yeah, yeah. But uh, enough about zombies. Uh, by, by the way, it was at the Cinema Arts Center in Huntington, Long Island. Uh, my good, I saw two good friends there, uh, CJ Oakland and Matt Roran. Uh, Matt actually works at the theater. So it was really cool seeing him. And everybody in attendance got a, like a free poster at the end of it. So that was really cool. Um, they do this part of their retro picture show, which is basically a, a movie marathon that they do once a year. So I am definitely, definitely going to be back uh, in one year's time. So, and I hope to see you guys there too. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, Sounds no, pretty I, amazing. I don't yeah. know if I would have been able to make it for the full thing without yeah. passing out, but I definitely <laughs> would have been enjoyed a few of those. Yeah. Basically, we, we had a lot of uh, Coca-Cola with us, a lot of caffeine. So we, we were good. And Do they have any other really cool events coming up here in the next few weeks? That's a great question. Um, maybe I could throw up a link to the Cinema Arts Center uh, on this video. Uh, but yeah, I, 
I'm a little movied out in, in terms of cinema. <laughs> like, yeah, I can absolutely imagine. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. It was just a lot. It was awesome though. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a great theater, and if you're in the in the Long Island area, I highly highly recommend it. So that's cool. Um, so that was Saturday night into Sunday morning, well into Sunday morning. Uh, Sunday was actually National Cinema Day. And I was so tired the next day. I only got to see uh, the film we're going to be reviewing tonight, which is Strays. Um, I wanted to watch a few more, but um, I don't know if you guys uh, celebrated Cinema Day. Did you do anything fun for it? Uh, we did not get out to the theater, unfortunately, for National Cinema Day, but we did celebrate the day after mm-hmm. uh, also by going to see Strays. Mm-hmm. So, Perfect. yeah. Perfect. Just sadly, with the way life was, we didn't really have a chance to go enjoy uh, the perks yeah i will say that um on friday i did i did see a very sweet sight at uh at the donut shop two little girls came in i believe it was with their aunt and they were all going to see the barbie movie and they were decked out from head to toe in pink and so excited so very excited oh and yeah i i um i posted this on social media but barbie has now officially become the highest grossing warner brothers picture of all time yep that's craziness. Uh, it beat out Harry po- the final installment of Harry Potter. Yeah. So, kudos to Barbie and Warner Brothers. <laughs> the untapped market of the Barbie. Yeah, who who knew? <laughs> so, um, all right, guys. So National Cinema Day. Um, I'm thinking, I'm hoping this will be, I'm assuming it's going to be an annual tradition. Uh, and for those who are not aware of it, um, it's basically $4 movie tickets pretty much across the country. And most of the participating theaters, Regal, uh, you, you know, all, even the smaller ones, like um, the one I went to for Strays was Kew Garden Cinema, which is basically an art house theater. So it's really cool to see that everybody was like kind of getting involved with this, you know, holiday, quote unquote holiday. But um, $4 movies, you, you can't go wrong with that. And um, hopefully they'll, they'll do more promotions like this. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, okay, guys, well, without further ado, why don't we get into our first review, which is uh, Strays, the new, the ridiculous and new comedy uh, with talking dogs, with uh, CGI mouths moving to the dialogue. <laughs> um, I honestly, I've been talking about this movie for months, ever since I saw the, the Red Band trailer, and it is utterly ridiculous. You've got Will Ferrell as Reggie. Uh, a, a really sweet dog who is abused by his owner, played by Will Forte. Uh, he basically gets abandoned and tries to go back to his owner. Uh, but it, along the way, he finds out, you know, maybe he wants to get revenge instead. And along this journey, he meets a uh, bug who is played by Jamie Foxx among uh, a group of two other uh adorable dogs who all have a uh, different uh, voice talent behind them um most notably uh we've got da, 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 da. oh uh, isla fisher and mm-hmm. uh randall park and mm-hmm. throughout most of the movie i was trying to figure out who these voices were without cheating and um, i think everyone did a very good job uh with the voices uh this movie's utterly ridiculous it's raunchy it's fun it's I wouldn't say it's hilarious, but it, it's it's serviceable. It is very funny. It's not a great. It has comedy. some very funny moments in it. Yes, but yes. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's as consistently like funny throughout as maybe I hoped. 
Yeah, I was expecting a little bit more, but it it served its purpose basically. Um, Eric, what what were your first uh, impressions of this film? Um, my thoughts on it, uh, I think I thought it was funny. I really enjoyed it because the thing is, like, it's I was just chuckling the whole time because that's the thing. The the movie just made me chuckle. Yeah. Like it was all these little jokes, all these little moments, and then there were definitely a few moments that actually made me just actually just bust out laughing. And um, especially the ending, um, which not to give anything away, but uh, so I, I think it's a, a great satire of all the cutesy dog movies like uh, like Milo and Otis and Homeward Bound and all these other ones. Dog's and Purpose. Dog's course, Purpose. Yeah, yeah Marley mm-hmm. Mia. So like taking the whole like, like let's let's put a, a star narrating a dog over I think it was a great send up of that whole genre. Yeah. And also Beverly Hills Chihuahua, yeah, Beverly, which yeah. coincidentally <laughs> enough, I, I ended up watching today for the first time because I thought, well, this seems appropriate considering what we're reviewing yeah. tonight. So uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. And, um, and like I said, when I wasn't, it, it had a few just genuine gut laughs, but most of the time it was just good, ch- it was just good chuckles, which is fine. It, it had me laughing and smiling the whole time. So I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, and and the raunchiness of it all, it kind of reminded me of like uh, like a, maybe a Farrelly Brothers production almost. Yeah, I could um, definitely see that. Like you can just picture two like humans in this type of story, mm-hmm. uh, but like back in the '90s, like a Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it worked well. Um, I, since I did see this on National Cinema Day, um, I think a couple of parents brought their kids to it, mistaking it being <laughs> it was a family. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nope, it is not a family movie in any way. Yeah, these parents really did not know what they were doing, but maybe it's a good way to introduce kids to profanity and tell them not to say these words. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like the R rating should have been a warning at the the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So that was an interesting feature of the weekend. But um, yeah, I thought Randall Park was hilarious. Um, Mm -hmm. Isla Fisher was perfect. uh, I actually wanted to see more of Will Forte, like his like his point of view would have been interesting <laughs> as this like totally awful human being. He's the, the owner of Reggie, the main character uh, dog. But um, I think, yeah, very, very funny performance from him. Um, maybe a, a career best. I'm, I dare say. <laughs> I think I think he has to be one of the worst villains in any movie this year. And that's saying something because Guardians of the Galaxy 3 came out this year. And that movie has someone that is also similarly torturing and quote unquote kicking the dog. Um, or in Raccoon in that case. Um, but uh, yeah, there were, there, I feel like I, I was actually happy with how much Will Forte was in the movie because there was enough that was dropped about his character, like throwaway lines about how close he could live next to a school. Um, but I was <laughs> like, okay, we get who this character is. We don't, <laughs> do I need to hear his perspective? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. Probably the, so far the worst villain in any movie of this year. I totally yes. agree with that. Um, I also want to touch on the producers. Well, two of the producers, anyway, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. I was very surprised when I saw their names pop up at the end. Yeah. So, uh, I, Eric, I know you're familiar with their work. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to read off a couple of the titles that they're involved with. Uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the Lego movie, um, the mm-hmm. 21 Jump Street movies, and uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I'm assuming they did the last one, right, Eric? 
Oh yeah, they did it across. Yeah. No, I mean Lord Lord and Miller are one of those two. You slap their name on it. I'm gold on that. And yeah. I feel like this was kind of a a throwback to when they kind of got their start doing much more raunchier, like like 21, <laughs> 21 and twenty two yeah. Jump Street. I think yeah. this was kind of more cut from that vein as them as executive producer. Yeah. Which is fine because both those movies were hysterical. Yeah, and I would say that, like, on the spectrum of their movies, I would say that this is on the lower end, and that's not necessarily, you know, a terrible thing. Well, not everything yeah. can be a winner. And then they but... were they only produced this one, yeah. so this this was, yeah, you know, this isn't like whereas twenty one and twenty two they were at the helm of those, right? This they, one they, they were just in the they didn't write or direct it, but they they did right because I think. It was the American Vandal team, right? Yeah, the American Vandal team. Yeah. Um, if you've seen the show American Vandal on uh, on Netflix, it ran for two seasons, and it's a uh, fake documentary show. The first season follows um, a school controversy about uh, someone who's drawing dicks uh, around the school. The and dicks. then the sequel is about a... Uh, the brownout. I, the brownout, which, which is a very bad case of food poisoning. Considering I, how much uh, Strays is obsessed with uh, poop jokes, the brownout of season two of American Vandal kind of makes sense with that with their writing style. I have to see the it's a this is a series or a movie. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's they're extraordinarily criminally underrated, funny mockumentaries on Netflix. Yeah, I, uh, I was very sad that we're not getting we they got canceled after the second season, but American okay. Vandal season one and two are fantastic. Noted. Yeah, I was going to say, and um, uh, the director is also known for Barb and Star Go to Vista and Del Mar, which was one of my mm. favorite comedies of yeah. last year. Yeah, that was that was cute. Or I guess two years ago, technically. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, I mean, you got a lot of uh, star power. You've got some great talent behind the scenes here. So, yeah, I mean, with, given all the talent involved, I, I was a little disappointed with what we got. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I was still entertained. It, it's, it's you know, it's a perfect shut your brain type of movie. You know, shut, shut off your brain and just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So would you guys recommend this to uh, to others, Rachel? Um, I, I would I would recommend it if I, for example, my sister-in-law, I told her not to see it because uh, there's a sequence involving a lot of dead animals um and 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 for that. and for that reason i was like this movie is not for you um but i would say if you if you enjoy kind of raunchier humor if if you have a past of like having watched movies like homeward bound and dog's purpose all that all those sorts of movies um and you have a sense of humor about it i think that you would enjoy it um I also think that this is a perfect like Saturday morning streaming movie. This is this is not one that you need to see in the theaters. I no. think. Agreed. Um, I personally <laughs> like. I I it, I think it's the perfect sort of watch at home movie, yeah. and yeah. and it's kind of a one and done. You you won't really catch any new jokes or anything new on repeat watchings, but it's still very fun. Yeah, I don't even know if they're gonna. I mean, you know, the the trend of Hollywood these days is is churning out sequel after sequel. So I think a sequel is in the making here. Um, I I don't think it's necessary, but I I have a strong feeling that we'll get a a, a Strays two, uh, back from the pound or something, something like that. <laughs> but um, by the way, is is Dobby around tonight? I haven't. He seen. Oh, he is. Like, <laughs> he he could not attend Strays with us, but he did watch uh, the second movie. For oh, tonight. Perfect. Um, Hello. <laughs> hey, You're a good boy. Yes, he's and, a very good boy. And I think that's a perfect segue into our next film. And this is our retro review 
30th anniversary of this film, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, which is uh, based on the film, the other Disney film from the 60s, which is also an adaptation of the book. And, you know, this film, I rewatched it uh, yesterday. It's so endearing. It's so sweet. It's just a beautiful, simple story of two dogs and a cat trying to get home. Uh, they're basically, you know, they sort of run away and then, then they're stuck in the wilderness and they have to find their, their way back uh, to their owners, to their home. You've got Michael J. Fox as Chance. You have Donna Michi as Shadow and Sally Field as uh, Sassy. And the together, the three of these, they really, this is some of the best voice acting I've, I've ever heard. And it's just, like I said, very endearing. Um, they get into these like random adventures in the wilderness. Um, you know, they, they just want to get back to their, to, to their owners, those who love them and those who they love uh, as well. And I think I saw this uh, for the first time when I was really young. And, you know, I thought it was, I liked it then, but you know what, as an adult now, I think I like it even more. And part of that reason, actually a strong part of the reason is the score by Bruce Broughton. Yeah. One of the mm -hmm. most beautiful themes I've ever heard. And it's just so fitting for these three animals just trying to get home. But um, guys, uh, what was it like for you seeing this film then and now seeing it uh, as an adult? Let's see. Um, it definitely feels like a movie of its time as far as uh, some of the dialogue and some of the jokes. Um, <laughs> but that's that's not a bad thing. That That just, it is what it is. It is very competently made. It is beautifully shot. Uh, as you said, the music is also very well done. I mean, it is, and <laughs> if you've ever had a dog or if you've ever had the fear of, you know, losing a pet or whatever, it it really is very affecting. Um, and as, as you mentioned, the voice acting in this is also excellent. Um, Particularly, uh, the character of Shadow is you know, very yeah. affecting, and uh, and Michael J. Fox, like he kind of he plays a similar character as uh, Jamie Fox plays in uh, in Strays, <laughs> that right. uh, that sort of character that has seen it all and done it all, and um, that has seen the darker side of pet ownership, that has been to the pound, as he says many times in the movie, um, yeah. and has a little bit more of a cynical jaded view of uh of pet ownership mm. and ends up kind of coming around to the idea of family by the end of it which it's interesting that strays also kind of comes around to that idea but also comes around to the idea of having some independence and caring about yourself in in a positive way not like in a selfish way but in a um like like sort of like a self-care type way okay um Good, good commentary there. And yeah, Michael J. Fox, I think he stole the show. He was hilarious. And mm -hmm. yeah, also, I, I, I also wanted to, I didn't want to leave out the, the human cast here. Uh, mm -hmm. Robert Hayes as the, the, the dad here. And uh, Kim Greist, she was in um, Brazil, one of my uh, favorite sci-fi movies. It was just weird seeing her in this. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> and 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 the kid actors were were okay you know they they again mm -hmm. served their purpose they were kind of you know syrupy and sweet um mm -hmm. 
But, and then you have Gene Smart, yeah, playing the ranch owner. Yeah, totally wasted. Uh, she, I, I would have liked to have seen a little more of her because she's a oh yeah actress. She's great. Um, mm -hmm. and if not a little bit careless with that note, but <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> she did her best. Um, yeah, this movie is so sweet. Um, perfect for for a family. Totally not strays kind of like the, the total polar opposite here and yeah <laughs> which is so funny because there are scenes in strays that after watching homeward bound after having seen strays we picked up on certain references like the bird watcher reference uh -huh. <laughs> that yeah. there's there's a scene involving a bird watcher that you know ends up in it well in the case of homeward bound actually ends up rescuing one of the pets Right. But in the case of uh, in Strays, it's <laughs> bird watching. Yeah, and I I wonder was that a was that a spoiler right there or no? Um, I, would, I would I would say so because okay. that is the funniest part of like that was the part of Strays that had me like doubled over my yeah. seat like was, I was almost crying I was laughing so hard so random so unexpected but really cool to see him and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm am I wrong but it, has Dennis Quaid voiced a dog? previously there i want to say yes I, but i can't No, he he was he was a human character in a dog's purpose uh, okay he was, okay yeah he was the uh, the dog owner in that yeah. nice yeah and i actually in doing some research for for this um i actually went back and watched the the 1963 incredible journey and mm -hmm. and this movie is you know it towers over that <laughs> that plus there there was no um there was no narration by mm -hmm. the dogs it was just narration of um rex allen uh it would have been cool to to have the dogs you know narrated uh like they did in the in the 1993 movie but um you know it, it was the 60s i don't know i guess they didn't have the technology back then mm -hmm. um, I haven't read the book. I don't know if, if either of you have read. Uh, you the best, the best we could do animals talking back then was uh, was Mr. Ed, where you just have a horse, <laughs> yeah, and some so, peanut butter. Yes, put some peanut butter in the gums. We're like, oh, whirlbur. So <laughs> we weren't we weren't at the uh, the talking dog, the babe technology yet. So. Right, right. <laughs> that was 20, 25 years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we needed to be more advanced in our in our animal technology. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but this movie, you know. I can't get I, I I can't get over how good it is. It's so yeah, sweet. but at the same time, it was not nice reliving childhood trauma because anyone who has seen Homeward Bound, especially at a young age, when Shadow goes into the pit at the end, that is just like you can just yes. feel the childhood trauma creeping back in. It's like, oh, that's right, I cried a lot over this movie. Yes, <laughs> when However, I was young. at well, least you can you can know that it does have a happy end. Oh yeah, 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 but it still doesn't. It's still it's like me like 10 year old me like no, <laughs> shadow no well i'll tell you watching it yesterday <laughs> i did get a little teary uh, at the end mostly mm -hmm. because of the music and uh just the, the pets getting reunited i mean that was just so beautifully done oh yeah no the the ending is absolutely just like it is rips the emotion right out of you and okay. i know that that's you're right about that score and i know that score was reused in like a dozen trailers. Oh yeah, yeah. like I know, like because you, like you said, it's just so iconic, and it's it's like the fact that he just brought that much. It's it's kind of one of those movies like Dragonheart that it's like they're like, oh, yeah, oh this yeah. is a really amazing <laughs> yeah. score. We gotta like, do this yeah, here's this good it. movie, but here's this legendary score on top of it. 
<laughs> also, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. There's oh, yeah, there seven go. degrees of Dennis Quaid through Dragonheart. It's all connected. But we oh, we man, may I need to. We rewatch Dragonheart. I have not seen that. We we may need to do an episode devoted just to film scores because there are so many great. You you guys know me in scores. I'm kind of a nut when it comes to that. Well, but, I'll um, look for any excuse to watch Dragonheart again because I okay. I'd be interested to see how how I feel about it after all this time because I loved it as a kid. Right. Not the sequels though. No, never saw the <laughs> And and speaking of sequels, uh, Homeward Bound two, uh, Lost in San Francisco. One of the worst movies I think I've ever seen in my life. It's just <laughs> I, I, I love that it followed the Home Alone thing. Home right. Alone. Oh, you're on your own. Well, Home Alone too. Let's just put him in the city. Okay, fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. Why not? <laughs> it's the same exact plot, just in a different yeah. setting. And just, it, it was did just Donald Trump show up? That would have been looking for you. That would have made it better. Like at least it would have a, a laugh. Shadow, no, get out of the pit. Oh, did you guys see the sequel? No, I, no, I saw, I, I never I saw, saw it sequel. back when I was younger. I remember seeing yeah. it, but I do not remember anything in it aside from I think they give a, a romantic interest to one of the pets. Is that I, right? I absolutely believe and, it. Yeah, Chance has a romantic interest. Um, I forget the actress who plays yeah. the, oh, uh, but um, it yeah, it was just very sloppy, and you can tell they just wanted to recapture the the you know the ma- the magic. Uh, yeah. But it was just so bad. Um, I'm trying to find out. Well, it's it's the problem of Homeward Bound is lightning in a bottle. Yeah, that's it. You can't really. We got lost again, guys. Let's do it right. all over again. But it, it actually, I mean, the 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 budget for the sequel must have been a lot higher because they did have some really, you know, they beefed up the voice cast. You got um, Ralph Waite who or White Waite. He um, actually replaced Donamichi uh, as Shadow because Donamichi actually died uh, after filming um, uh, the first one, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, Tisha Campbell Martin, uh, Adam Goldberg was a, a young Adam Goldberg. That was random. Uh, Carla Gugino um, was the love interest of. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And. Good also, uh, Sinbad and Stephen Tobolowski were in it, so <laughs> very because random. Stephen Tobolowski oh. will. I I love Stephen Tobolowski so much. He will also show up for anything. I say both of those <laughs> like together. That he's he's such a great actor. I always enjoy seeing him. He will also show up for just the most random projects. I know, and I'll tell you, one of the best interviews I ever did. He was just a total class act, and uh, that was a lot of fun. But um, yeah, <laughs> if you guys for some reason feel inclined to see Homeward Bound 2 Laws in San Francisco, I would advise against it unless you're super <laughs> curious. Um, Wait, I was going to say- think we, we did... saw a clip of it when it was on, because Disney yeah. Plus cut to it, and I think there was like a like a clip they showed they us did, the trailer. They, yeah, they did have a trailer for yeah. the movie on there, but they did have a clip from the movie involving um, them escaping out of the baggage and like yeah. running up the conveyor belt and stuff and through the, the airport. airport. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, we we did watch uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, which also weirdly had a lot of connections to Strays as also, well. Also, okay. question, is Beverly Hills Chihuahua better or worse than Homeward Bound <laughs> Well, I'll do you one better. Uh, Cats and Dogs. Have you seen that one? Uh, no, no, no. I'm, no, uh, no. I think Homeward oh. Bound was kind of my limit on talking animal adventure <laughs> movies. One, one, one very funny thing I will point out about Beverly Hills Chihuahua, and then I promise I will let you know about Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Right. There are two actors in that movie that were recently in 
Academy Award Best Picture, not uh, actually winning films because okay. um, from Coda, the music teacher in Coda is oh, in this, and it. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it as the dog owner. That's hilarious. All right, yeah. I'm gonna check that out. Where and there was like a sequel, or, sequel or two, right? There's like oh, 400 yeah. I sequels. Think, I think there were several sequels. <laughs> I think those chihuahuas oh. never stopped talking. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I don't think I'll be watching those movies anytime soon. But thank you <laughs> for the uh, for the tip. Um, so guys, we just have a couple minutes left. And oh, by the way, Homeward Bound uh, one and two are now streaming on Disney Plus. So uh, mm-hmm. if anyone out there is curious, go check them out. Definitely see the first one if you haven't already, or just see it again because it's that good. Uh, now celebrating its 30th anniversary. So guys, uh, with just a couple minutes left, um, I just want to mention uh, real quick that this weekend, uh, September 1st through the 3rd, is uh, Troma Dance, which is basically uh, a film festival and celebration of all things Troma, uh, the <laughs> independent film company that's most responsible, most widely known for uh, the Toxic Avenger and its many sequels, as well as the Toxic Crusaders uh, cartoon show from the 90s. But uh, they're doing this fe- film festival uh, this weekend at the Beauty Bar in New York City, uh, September 1st to the 3rd, with uh, some, I believe there's uh, at least one uh, world premiere of a film there. Uh, and yeah, just a bunch of other fun shorts and stuff like that. And since it is trauma, uh, it is guaranteed to get a little weird. I don't know if you guys are uh, into trauma at all. or <laughs> I'm familiar with a lot of the yes. earlier stuff, especially Toxic Avenger. And, uh, well, I mean, the fact that it launched, like, it's it's funny that how much it's launched the career of James Gunn came right. out yeah. of trauma. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I love the Toxic Avenger, the Crusaders awesome toy line i must say mm-hmm. and uh actually i was an extra in a, a trauma film bring on the damned and uh i'm not sure if that's gonna premiere at this particular festival we'll see but um yeah trauma dance this weekend guys check it out in new york city eric i, I already know the answer from you regarding plugs but i'm still gonna ask i will pass it i will pass okay. it to rachel <laughs> all right um so we have a new menu uh this upcoming month uh kind of kicking off some of our fall flavors at the law of donut engineering in jersey city heights um you can uh check out our menu and see some of our donuts past and present and future on the instagram at the lodge donuts um you can also find dobby our sweet boy our sweet dog at dobby the house doggo on instagram Nice. What a sweet boy he is. He yes. ain't no straight. My dear nephew. <laughs> <laughs> and as for more plugs on, on my end here, um, if you want to catch new episodes of Under the Radar on Manhattan Neighborhood Network, tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern, also 8 a.m. Pacific. Also, feel free to subscribe to the Under the Radar YouTube channel and uh, share it with your friends and family. So, guys, Rachel and Eric, thank you again. You know you guys are always welcome. Uh, You're the best. And uh, I want to thank everyone watching and listening at home. Uh, I'm Randy Younger. This has been Younger the Radar. We'll see you next time. Take care.